Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with me, it's Bark, and to my left is Arms. What is up? And to my right is Nit. Hey, let's get it on. Let's get, get it on. Get on. Round two of wide receivers. We're uh, recording in a new place, so if the podcast sounds a little different... Uh, that that's because it's different. Dang it! Yeah, Bobby. the back row studios has found a new home. Yeah, well, we have two homes now. We've got two setups: one at Arms Manor, one at the Bark Complex, and uh, well, who knows? Maybe even Nit will get in on the game, and we'll have one in the uh, the Niddle Dungeon. We did the live draft for over on. Uh, we yeah. did. We did do the live draft. True. For we do have podcast. three spots. One podcast material, but we did do that. Right. Right. But this, now we, nice we've got this scenery. I, I want to say it. Nice change of scenery. Yeah, I mean it's helpful. We're not going to hear any kids because we're in an actual separate building. Yeah. I feel like an NFL draft bust. I just needed <laughs> a, a change of scenery, a fresh start. Yeah, and you've uh, obviously heard yourself podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I said it up for you. every now and again. But we actually have different mics. Different headsets, different everything. Uh, different underwear, different cheese strings. So, and it's so weird, and, and I don't wear underwear, so... Different strokes for back row, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, man, <laughs> so, you- I gotta say this real quick. Me and Arms can't quit saying that King Kniff skit from uh, the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, yeah. Give some to Jay. Oh, Violet Jay. <laughs> yeah. You, if you again. haven't heard do, that, do that again. Arms. If you haven't heard that, you're not living. Oh yeah. Ugh, give some to Jay. That, that brings back memories. Of the, it does. Back, back in like seventh grade, whenever yeah. you know Eminem wasn't talking about politics. Yeah. Oh, don't bite it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just had to. That's you know. But we're gonna jump into wide receivers pretty quick, pretty pretty fast and furious because it took. Uh, your friend Bark here, about a friggin' hour to set up this new uh, audio interface that I got on special. And uh, I don't, I didn't know how to use one, to be honest. I, I thought it was just as easy as my mixer. And uh, it's not. It's a heck of a lot more complicated. And I wanted to punch it right in the man meat. I still don't know what he's talking about. I thought you'd just plug in mics and stuff. That's and what I thought. Go, That's but... what I thought with this thing, too. I thought, oh, everybody swears by these. Let me grab one. I've ref- I've refined my wide receiver 11 through 20 about 72 times and while, while you're putting, plugging everything in. So, Well, yeah. you know, it just means we're fine-tuned. I might repeat a guy. <laughs> or two. I mean, that's he's, how he's like my list and is AJ right. Green at eleven, right? And right. nineteen. I just cannot imagine AJ Green not having a good season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, uh, you know, I really struggled with it, but Odell's going to slot in there at twelve for me. He's, uh, you know, I think he's going to come back strong from the injury. He's he's getting underdrafted, and that's why I'm putting him as high as twelve. <laughs> I will say, he's getting still a ton of love for someone coming off an injury. I, rightfully so. He's great. Yeah, it wasn't like an ACL or anything. So, if, if anyone major. has his own create, can create his own hype train. It's Odell Beckham Jr. with all the videos, all the way. I mean, he shows off his his skills as much as he can. He shows. I think he's one hundred percent healthy. I think he's just going to be not miss a beat, pick up right where he was two years ago, and be perfectly fine. He, he does have skills. He's the human highlight reel. Bicycle skills, rollerblading skills. Yeah, I got skills. Surfing what are you going to do skills. about it? <laughs> Tater tot skills. 
Let's, let's dive. Most it's of time his, to uh, jump in. He gets most of his power from uh, ligers, actually, I hear. Ooh. Is that a cross between a lamb and a tigger from Winnie the Pooh? Lion and a tiger. Gosh. All right. So wide receivers, jumping back into them. We're going to jump right off the page with 11. I left this guy out of mine. It's Jarvis Landry. You heard us talk about him on the last podcast, so I'm not going to spend much time on him on this one. Why not? But, well, I'm going to do a little. He is Tyrod Taylor's go-to guy, according to training camp reports, as of this evening. And uh, I, I still believe he's a top 15 receiver. I just didn't want to put him in the top 10. Different different face, different place. Uh, Tyrod instead of Tannehill. Weapons. Cleveland has a way better uh, stash of weapons than Miami does. So I just couldn't do it. So Jarvis is number 11 for me. I still think he'll push 100 receptions. But last year's touchdowns were fluky. I don't expect him to score eight or nine touchdowns again. It, it is a little bit concerning. Uh, as you said, they have a lot of weapons. And, I mean, that's a lot of mouths to feed. And, you know, I, you it's very easy to say this is the most talent Tyrod's had around him. What's he going to do with it? Now, Let's just say he has his best season ever. But there's a lot of really good guys to for him to have a really good, you know, solid season and uh, nobody to have a great fantasy season. Yeah. Well, as I as I defended Tyrod and Jarvis having Jarvis as high as I did in my top 10, uh, I kind of questioned that what you just said. What is a great year for Tyrod Taylor? And I think 4000 yards is asking a lot out of Tyrod Taylor. He's never even come close to it, right? He's never broke 3,200 yards. So that's asking a ton to support a, a Jarvis Landry, a Josh Gordon, a Duke Johnson. Super athlete David Njoku. Super athlete in the in the <laughs> third and fourth wide. I mean, that's a ton of Callaway. yards. Callaway. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a ton of talent out there. I mean, Chubb, uh, Hyde, you know, all, all capable out of the backfield as far as pass catching. Yeah, and I, I do – I think Jarvis Landry, you have to draft him with call. Draft him at the right spot if it's new draft. If you got him, I think you keep you you you, you keep him. His value's down. You might as well keep him. See what happens. But moving on to my number eleven, can't believe I left this dude. Can't believe I left this dude out of my top ten. I, I kept trying to work him in there. Captain consistency since he came into the league. Mike Captain e Giraffe Capital, dude. It's Mike Evans. What is it? Four years in a row with a thousand or more yards. He should be in my top ten, but I just couldn't work him in there. Like the, obviously, like ten guys better. Mike Evans is easy. My number eleven, lock him in, banging on the door of the top ten. He's also probably the most likely to go from eleven to one in 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 your book. I'd assume or at top twenty to all the way up to first. Yeah, talking about Jarvis Landry, I think you know where to draft him right around number ten. Now, a Mike Evans, if you got him around if he was the sixth or seventh person off the board in a in a startup draft, I mean you can't knock that because he has the boom of what you yes. just said being a top three. But he also has the hey, I'm just gonna stay right where I am in my career and end up right around the top ten. 10, 10 11, 12 mark. Yeah, I mean it consistently solid. Um usually, you know, two two out of the four years, spectacular. You know, I mean, it, it, he's touchdown dependent for what what you would consider spectacular. I mean that, and that is with anybody. You've got to get the touchdowns in order to put up the big stats. He goes from above average to elite based yes, on his touchdowns. Yes, yes. Um, my eleven's actually someone else who's ridiculously consistent. Pretty much always seventy five catches. Pretty much always a thousand yards, and pretty much always six touchdowns. That's AJ, AJ Green. Um, not in love with his quarterback. 
But the more talent they bring in, the less uh, defenses can devote A.J. Green. Hopefully, if, if Mixon takes a step forward, like a lot of people are anticipating, that's only going to help A.J. Green because, you know, before you couldn't – you could easily – not stack the box very easily. Just say, all right, we're going to slightly disregard the run game and, you know, let, shade coverage. Yeah. Let them beat us on the ground. If they're going to beat us on the ground. But AJ Green always beat double coverage. Yes. Or shaded coverage. He's that good of a receiver. Yes. And, and if Mixon comes into his own and they start having to put, you know, that eighth man or, or get that safety creeping up towards the line, that's going to open some things up for Green and uh, put him up for another big year like he pretty much always has. Another but, boom guy. Yeah, and boom. AJ, not a bust. A.J. Green could end up in the top five, wouldn't surprise me, but he's not going to fall below 15 in production. Or Mike Evans, yeah. A.J. Green, they're boom guys. Boomer, boomer above average. Mm-hmm. No bust to him. Yeah, absolutely not. Adam Thielen, he's my, he's my number 12. Uh, left him out of the top 10 because I think Stefan Diggs is going to be the guy to own in Minnesota this year, but not by much. Adam Thielen has been a pillar of consistency the last two seasons. He's going to be the safety blanket uh, for Kirk Cousins in that offense. And uh, let's face it, once the guy broke out, that's it. I, I don't see him reverting back. What What is an arms? The man out of Minnesota State, Mankato. Man- yes. Mankota? Mankota. Mankato. Good old Mankato, but 90 receptions, 1,276 yards, and four touchdowns. As Wu-Tang would say, that ain't nothing to F with. Uh, and with I, that being said, that's a flukishly low number of touchdowns for that kind of production. He's a safety blanket. Yeah. I mean, he, he can take it a little deep when he absolutely wants to, but he's a safety blanket. I guess he, what I'm saying is expect more than four. I would I would think so. I would think in that offense that should be improved with a better quarterback, uh, a better running back in Dalvin Cook, and Stefan Diggs taking a leap, I would think that means more opportunities in the red zone for Adam Thielen. But consistency, I mean, if he's not, if he doesn't get 10 targets, he gets 8, 13, 12, 10, 12, 9, 11, 12. Bank on 10 targets. Again. Bank on it. Yeah, he's definitely going to get it. So how could you leave a guy getting that kind of targets? 142 from last season. You can't leave him out of your top 15. There's just no way. Adam Thielen easily at 11 for, and I had 12 at, for me. I had him at 7, so it tells you how much I love him. Yeah. My number 12, who you just mentioned, A.J. Green. For all the reasons you just said, not in love with the quarterback. Mixon's got to take a step forward. But above all, they have to find a running mate, whether it's a tight end or one of these younger receivers, a John Ross, uh, stepping forward, actually just getting on the field. Uh, he T- has Tyler to, Boyd, someone like that. Yeah. Tyler Boyd. Uh, any, anyone has to step up and be a viable threat in the passing game to help A.J. Green out, to get some – the coverage is always going to be there, but if you're able to establish a running game, that helps A.J. Green. If you're able to establish a solid slot guy like a John Ross, that's going to help A.J. Green. I think Andy uh, – as much as I hate on Andy Dalton, he is consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to he's gonna make mistakes, but he's the, the thing that's great for A.J. Green from a fantasy impact, Andy Dalton's going to throw the ball to – He's going to Whether work he's his covered way. or not. He is going to throw the ball to A.J. Green. We talked last episode on the wide receivers about their elite abilities. A.J. Green is one of those guys that he doesn't have to be open to make a catch. Yeah. Andy Dalton knows that. The ball's going to come this way. Again, I got him at 12. He could be as high as five in my book. I mean, look for a lot a, of boom to it, no bust. Look for A.J. Green to start falling down people's draft boards based on age, and then he just turns into Marquise Colston. 
you know, still putting up a thousand yards, still putting up eight or nine touchdowns, but people are shying away from him because he's getting older. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of you have to, he's another guy. You gotta draft him in the right spot, just like a Jarvis Landry. You gotta draft him in the right spot. Don't over overspend on him. So my twelve, I'm pro- I'm probably reaching, okay. But the hype has been insane. It was on, insane for about a month and a half on Twitter. And it's Allen Robinson. Ooh. I mean, absolute boom, top level potential. I mean, he had a, a fourteen hundred yard season. He had, I think, 12 touchdowns that year. Followed it up with literally, I think, three less receptions and um, like 600 less yards. I mean, it was insanely low, comparatively speaking. Yeah. But he's playing with his best quarterback. That's my quarterback. Arguably. 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 Trubisky is arguably a better quarterback than anything he's ever had. Which is just Blake Bortles. I I think he's only had Blake Bortles. I'm I'm pretty confident in that. I I can't think of any – Anyone of consequence that he had, maybe Chad Haney for a minute, you know. Yeah. But, you know, he's got the potential to get up there towards the top 10. And, guys, he's the only game in town. You know, he's, he is, he's, yeah, whoa, whoa, right. He's going to be the number one there walking away with it. I don't, I don't know about that. Anthony. yeah, I, I'll counter you with Anthony Miller. Yeah. Because, because I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it away. He's not in my top 20. Because I think that no, would be an extreme script. My money's on. My money's on A-Rob. My money's on Allen Robinson. But I do not. I absolutely don't think that he'll be the only game in town. Anthony Miller is the real deal. In my book, I think he could have the best rookie season, not to give away my the rest of my top 20. Uh, but Anthony Miller is the real deal. He's got, he, The guy catches everything thrown his way for a smallish receiver. That's great. Can play the slot. I think, I think Mitchell Trubisky has weapons around him. Plus, you throw in Tariq Cohen. Plus, you throw in Jordan uh, Howard. Who? Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. Or are we talking about Trey Burton? We're talking about. I was talking about Trey Burton or Adam Shaheen. I mean, they. Trubisky has other weapons. I don't think A. Rob's going to run away with where the offense goes through him. I, no, I, I still think the offense, in my opinion, is going to run through Jordan Howard. But I think from a receiving standpoint, he's going to always get the first look. And if he's if he is what he was a couple years ago, and can beat the coverage. He's going to get plenty of targets. I like it. I like it. enough. I like it. I like hearing the name early. As do I. Number 13 for me, guy mentioned earlier, Mike Evans, uh, supposedly looks like an elite receiver again in Buck's training camp. I do say don't buy into training camp too much and don't not buy into training camp too much. Just be even keel on it. But Mike Evans has always been talented. If you look at his stats – you know, over the past three years, he, he puts up great stats. I mean, he is a top 15 wide receiver through and through. He had a little bit of a off year last season, finished 16 in most formats, not knocking him out of my 15 because of one off year. Mike Evans is going to be fine. They've committed a little more to the running game. Chris Godwin is going to be a fantastic second-year player. I'm not saying go grab him in fantasy. I'm saying he's going to complement Mike Evans extremely well. They've got two tight ends that can catch the ball. I like Mike Evans a lot. He's going to see a lot less double teams this season, in my opinion, and that's why I got him at 13. I think he's going to be a very good value pick because people are down on him a little bit. I think the running game takes a leap forward with the rookie Ronald Jones this year, too. Peyton Barber supposedly looks great in camp. Again, don't buy into camp completely, but it surprises me when I see stuff like that because I'm not a Peyton Barber guy. I have a little bit of options down there in Tampa. My problem is is Jameis. I'm not a Jameis Winston fan. 
but I'm glad we got we all got Mike Evans inside the top 13. My 13, going to go with my boy Dougie Fresh. Got him way down oh, the board. Oh, Dougie. Dougie. Show me. Hey, if you notice, my 11, 12, 13, all guys that could easily end up in the top 10. Uh, Doug Baldwin, he's the only guy in Seattle. Great Twitter follow. Great Interacts with fans more than any professional athlete I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's Ch- why I haven't met no. <laughs> Chat no, Chad used to have like little Twitter battles with Doug, Dougie Fresh all the time. Dude, I love from any everything from the unemployment rate. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Dougie Fresh me and Doug Baldwin go way back. <laughs> we we talked about the unemployment rate <laughs> one awesome. time. They I used mean, to Snapchat each other and whatnot. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no, they no, used no, to no. like it was constant. They were you would always see Chad I, I, with a Doug Baldwin comment under or, or vice versa. I'm like Really? Really? You're talking to the freaking wide receiver for the Seahawks? It was before he got big, though. Let's yeah. Well, even after his first year, he was, you know, he was doing all right. But, hey, hey you, you got to love a, a true number one. And, again, not to beat a dead horse, he's a boom guy. He's a guy who could go off easily be in the top ten just where he finished last year. I, I don't like that Seattle offense. I still like Russell Wilson, even though I got him way down on my quarterback list. I just don't like the offensive line. Don't like the running game. Don't like the fact that Amara Dar- Darbo is Amar- number Amar- two. Amara I mean, or, or Tyler Lockett. I mean, they got to find something. Maybe even we talked about it, man. Des Bryant would look good in Seattle and help out a Doug Baldwin. But not much else to say other than the offense still goes through Doug Baldwin. Absolutely. Out of Russell Wilson. Has team. to. Yeah, absolutely I mean, has to. Back to the only game in town, you know. He, he, he truly is the only game in town other than Russell Wilson's legs. And has built trust over three or four years with Russell Wilson. I mean, he's, he's Russell Wilson's security blanket, and you don't normally see that out of, like, a 5'10 receiver. Yeah. So, for my number 13, I'm, it's going to be an either-or, and the other one goes away, okay? If Josh you. Gordon plays, he's my number 13. Okay. Okay? If Josh Gordon doesn't play, Jarvis Landry's my number 13. Now, if obviously if Gordon doesn't play, he's out of the top twenty. But if Gordon plays, Landry's out of my top twenty. Right. I think that he's going to be the target must, monster whenever if he's on the field in Gordon. Out of the two, yes. Now, been away from the sport, got to get his mind right. But talk about the boom potential in 2013. I know that's five years ago, but the dude still looks like an, an absolute freak of nature. 87 receptions for. 1,650 yards and nine touchdowns. That's an all-time great that is, season. He has Julio Jones' talent, mm-hmm. okay? If he had Julio Jones' mindset, we would be talking about Josh Gordon as a Hall of Famer, a first Oof. ballot Hall of Famer, but he doesn't have Julio Jones' mindset. Other things get, get in his head. So right there, I think he – be cautious. You don't want to pay number 13 receiver prices for him considering the circumstances. But one of those two are going to have a really solid season. Hmm. I can't count. Like, as much as I want to counter the Hall of Fame comment, you're right. You're right. He he has the talent to go 1,200-plus yards season in, season out. It's just he doesn't have the mindset. He doesn't have the work ethic. He gets by on pure God-given ability. And that's kind of a, that's the problem with him. You know, can he get it right? Hopefully he does. Hopefully he straightens up, and he's the number one guy there. Hopefully. 14 for me. Uh, felt bad about keeping him out of the top 10. He's the ageless wonder. Cool. He's Thank got, uh, in my opinion, he's he's in good shape no matter who plays at quarterback because Sam Bradford, when healthy, is extremely accurate. And Larry Fitzgerald, my number 14, 
is extremely good at getting open underneath, in the middle, and outside. If Bradford goes down, Rosen has looked like the real deal in camp. I'm going to keep talking about camp, even though I say don't buy into it too much. But you have to take some stock into <laughs> yeah. some things. Josh and Rosen, Rosen has, has looked, yeah. yeah, he's got he's America's Rosen has talent, and yeah. he's looked good. And I think Larry Fitzgerald is able going to be able to put up another season. Uh, you know, he was top seven, eight last year, depending on your league format. There, I can't see him falling out of the top fifteen. So I'm sticking him in at fourteen before I accidentally leave him out. Mm. Hey, I love Larry Fitzgerald. Had him he was in, in my your 10, top. Yeah. He, he was my number ten guy, just based on pure consistency. Not very, not scared of the quarterback. Risk. He's basically he's the, quarterback. He's quarterback proof. He's the Philip Rivers of wide receivers. Yeah, my number fourteen. I'm going to go with a little bit of what you just used, Arms. You're you're either or here, and, and it's going into Minnesota. It's either going to be Thielen or it's going to be Diggs. My faith is in Thielen. I love Adam Thielen. He is Marquise Colston 2.0. Just gets open. Just catches first downs. Love the target share he gets. He's going to get 10 targets a game and probably convert six or seven week in, week out at a minimum. At a minimum. I mean, the guy is a model of consistency since he broke out. I love Adam Thielen. Diggs, I'm dropping him out of my top 20 just to give you a little a little sneak peek, too. Ooh. Well, he hasn't broke. To, he, he was number like 20 last year. What's good? What, I don't see anything that says Diggs is going to jump Thielen. I'm going to leave Thielen right there at 14. But both of them have great years. I, I, it's two equal, two equal opportunity wide receivers. Kirk Cousins is not going to look just one way. My 14. He got his quarterback back. In the, la- in the last time that he played with him, he was the number one statistics receiver in the NFL. His name's T.Y. Hilton. Oh. Yeah. I was wondering if he'd get T.Y. a, a admission in, in this in show. In 2016, had 91 receptions for 1,448 yards and six touchdowns. Now, yardage-wise, that was good enough for the best receiver in football. Stud. Andrew Luck looks the part right now. He looks like he's healthy, apparently in full pads. And now I understand it's practice. It's camp. but Practice? He, he, he's, he's showing off his arm, and everything's looking right. And that from everything I hear, the chemistries are still there. It's like he never went away. T.Y. Hilton, he, I mean, he's basically in his career, 69-plus receptions, 1,086 yards, 5-plus touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say on Ty. I, I don't believe I don't believe Andrew Luck is just going to come off come off the mats, get up, rise up, and be the old Andrew Luck, the Andrew Luck that came into the league that established himself the first three years. But I without Andrew, Andrew Luck, he was number sixteen. I think I think Ty. When struggles. when was he number sixteen? Oh, I apologize. I, I'm I'm looking at sixteen stats, not seventeen. My bad. Okay. My bad. Okay. My bad. My bad. I think he struggles. I think Ty struggles. Uh, well, it it starts with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's going to struggle. Ty Hilton, not that big, elite guy. He's just five nine, a buck eighty or something. I mean, he's a slot receiver who's expected to be a number one. He's supposed to be the guy. I don't see him being that. Now, Antonio Brown's a little bit bigger than him and is able to do Antonio Brown things. T.Y. Hilton's nowhere near the level of Antonio Brown. I don't know that they're going to establish enough chemistry early in the season to propel T.Y. into a top 20 finish. Maybe he ends the season, the second half of the season, on a tear. 
But the first half of the season is going to be a struggle for Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, the entire Indianapolis Colts as an offense. And by the way, actually it was right. He finished like 16 and 7 in 2017, finished um, – Total points, he wasn't all the way up there in uh, 2016, but he was. I got 29th last year. I'm, I, dude, I, I have it sorted by receiving yards. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, t- I'm, look, I'm looking at points. Touch, Pure fantasy touch, points. Hey, touchdown become become a, a little bit of a fluky thing. Uh, touchdowns make a huge impact in, in the season. But I, it's not with two. Just to counter you on that, it's not with two high hill and a five nine receiver isn't getting jump balls in the red zone. No, so he might get some underneath routes, but the with the defense compressed, everyone knows with the defense compressed ten yards and in, slot guys don't get open like the guys on the outside. That's why they're red zone targets. T. Y. Hilton, it's not fluky for him to have low touchdown numbers. He literally has to take them to the house from forty out to get into the end. Hey guys, I had it sorted wrong. Get off my back about it. No, God, no. No. All right. Moving on to 15, Barker. Give us some excitement. Give us one of those guys that I haven't thought about. I, I just want to make sure that before before we do this. Barker's that, still angry about the. No, I want to make sure we're actually moving on after Arms was so terribly wrong on that. I know. Yeah, so. we can go back. I must be the wrong one. I'm glad he admitted that. I am. I was, I was the wrong one. <laughs> I was sort I just played. I had. I had it sorted by the wrong thing. I apologize. I can't remember everyone's stats, so I, I rely on my, my Mac and had it pulled up and forgot to sort by points. I sorted by yards. It's all I, good. I apologize. It's all good. 15, Dougie Fresh. There's going to be no one else to catch the ball. If there is, we don't know what his name is yet. I We haven't even we heard don't. of him. I don't think we've even heard of him. I don't even think he's played a, a, a down in the NFL yet. I think some undrafted rookie – that they have on their roster right now is probably going to be their number two. So Dougie Fresh Baldwin is the number 15 for me. Like like Nit said, the rapport he's got with Russell Wilson, the lack of weapons around him. I mean, he's, he's going ball. to be targeted. He's going to be forced. They've already got a level of trust unmatched down there in Seattle, up there in <laughs> Seattle. Just okay. not going to happen. Dougie Fresh, I'd like to put him even higher, but 15 is, is the safe place. Uh, to me, for him to be. I mean, last four years, he's basically had 100-plus targets and caught most of them. You you can bank on that in 2018. I mean, he's also been around 1,000 yards, seven or more touchdowns in that range. I mean, Doug Baldwin's a good wide receiver. Yeah. Hey, my my 15, A-Rob. Love Allen Robinson. I am buying the stock on Allen Robinson. Maybe not quite as high as you are. I'm glad you slid him in there early. I think he is – going to eclipse the 1,000-yard mark. I think he's going to get to 80 receptions. But I also think Anthony Miller's going to be there. Anthony Miller's going to catch 60 balls for 800 yards. So he's going to still – he's not going to allow – he's not going to allow Allen Robinson to have that that 1,400-yard season that he put up early in his career. But I do like Allen Robinson off the injury to come back, establish some rapport early with Mitchell Trubisky and really be an, a nice outlet for him. Not scared of Allen Robinson inside the top 15. Obviously, I can't argue. argue. Uh, my 15's Coop. Amari Cooper. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I got excited. I got excited, I yeah. Too. Uh, too many mouths to feed out there for me. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think they'll have any of them. The quarterback will have a solid season. I don't know if any individual will have a great season in L.A. But Amari. Amari. But Amari Cooper. That's Amari. 
he's, that means love. And like his first some two, other well, he's a Raiders fan. Yeah. His first two seasons, he was very good. He wasn't great, but very good. Over a thousand yards, five plus touchdowns, seventy plus receptions. Last year, playing with the broke back Derek Carr. Oh, don't broke. make excuses. I, I'm sorry. I just hit broke something because I was laughing so hard at <laughs> broke back Derek Carr. <laughs> I wish I could quit you, Oakland. He, a broken Derek Carr. Um, he had a down season. Crabtree had a down season. The Raiders had a down season. I mean, I expect Carr to come back fully healthy, get to slinging it, and Cooper to rebound with 1,000-plus yards, five-plus t- touchdowns at 175-plus receptions. Here's my problem. Here, here's why I struggled to put Amari Cooper in my top 20. It's Jordy Nelson. I, I believe in what I'm hearing out of camp. This is one of the one stories I'm buying into out of, out of preseason camp that Jordy Nelson looks like old Jordy Nelson. Yet in Martavis Bryant, man, that is a really, really, really scary good wide receiving core. You just mentioned too many mouths to feed. There's too many mouths to feed in Oakland for one of these guys to absolutely blow up. I'm scared of Amari Cooper. I, I, I don't like what he did last year. Too many drops, too inconsistent. Hopefully, Carr should be better. I'll, I'll give you that. Carr should be better. But he's also going to have more talent around. I think Jordy Nelson's an upgrade off of uh, off of Michael Crabtree slightly. slightly I'd be more slightly. worried about Martavis, Martavis Bryant. Bryant. That's what I was getting at. Martavis, than Jordy Nelson. Well, that's what I'm saying. You add in Martavis Bryant now. Now there's a huge that target share for each of those guys goes way down. All of them should be fantasy relevant, to be quite honest. Just not in at an elite level. Sorry, guys. So I posted I posted our pictures on Twitter, right? And uh, here's the response. They're all to arms because I did them separately. I did guess what's <laughs> happening with a picture of me, and I tagged myself. Guess what's happening? Knit tagged him. Guess what's happening? Arms tagged him. Frank Bonincontri throws up the gun emojis. And then uh, the fantasy football stoner throws up the Dwight kissing his guns. Guns saying, out. Guns out. Guns out. <laughs> that's, that's entertaining. Continue. I love you, Twitter. If arms isn't in work clothes, he's in a cutoff. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's cut all the way off. We're talking tits and arms. <laughs> I, I wear a suit. <laughs> Tits and arms. I wear a suit to work every day. Do you think uh, I want to wear anything close no, to that restriction? No, I've got my oldest, crappiest Minnesota Timberwolves shirt on. The only Minnesota Timberwolves. I found it at Big Lots for $3. Dude, I don't own a shirt that doesn't have buttons that does have sleeves. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Did you cut them off the back row t-shirt? No. no okay. No, it was a joke. I mean, you can. It was a slight exaggeration. You can. You calm down. I mean, you, it's your shirt. God. Your shirt. I, I kind of like to I, see it. I think it's a representation of Arms Back Row, to be honest with you. I think he cut it off. I hope he did. I, I didn't. Did. I'm going to, though. <laughs> Good deal. It's going to be a great lifting shirt. <laughs> Basically, all my t shirts are lifting shirts, and then they become sleeveless shirts. Right, right. Turn the corner to 16. Bark, you're up. Turn the corner to 16. 16. 16. 16. Too much. Okay. 16. <laughs> I'm going to throw everybody... Thanks for being me right there, by You're the way. You're welcome. I, yeah, you, that was a little arms of Chevy to interrupt me. <laughs> I'm going crazy on I'm 16. I'm going to start singing with Barker, and you can be me. No, you know what? Last minute substitution. I can't go crazy on 16. I'm going to go crazy on 17. All right. 16, Allen Robinson. I'm buying the hype as well. I like Trubisky a lot. I love Anthony Miller. I like Jordan Howard as a pure runner. Uh, I think Allen Robinson, healthy. He is good. He's really good. Mitchell Trubisky is going to take a step. I've been saying it all offseason. 
for the same reasons Nit says, I love Allen Robinson. He's the number 16 spot. For me, for me, for me, for me. That's enough, guys. Let's <laughs> simmer down. Enough horsing around, says Nit. All right, hey, 16, should guy I, we've should all... Should I just start taking Nit's spot now? Let's try it out for an episode. You can't be me. You you just can't be me. I can't quit you. <laughs> 16 for me, a guy who's kind of disappeared. Stats didn't disappear all the way, but the elite level didn't disappear a little bit because he hasn't had a quarterback. Demarius Thomas. I mean, I like... Demarius Thomas getting Case Keenum. Case Keenum's not a bad quarterback. Did, did he get did he get a quarterback? Don't like it. Someone pull up the stats, man. Don't like you, it. All you gotta do is go to the stats. Are Six, we talking about guy. college? Listen, they have they have said that they're playing him all over the field this time. They've been lining him up everywhere. Uh, they're also saying Courtland's Cut me off and tell and, and tell the fans what I was gonna say. They're go also ahead. they're also reports are that Cortland Sutton is progressing way, way faster than anyone thought possible. Not putting my not putting my money in Cortland Sutton. Right no, now. me neither. But if he does anything good as a rookie, he's going to be cutting into Demarius. Good Lord, I couldn't even make the case for him before y'all started ripping him up. Hey, but, let, let's calm down here, Nick. Okay. All right. Demarius Thomas, he's got Case Keenum. They're going to throw the ball his way. He is that 6'5 receiver who also catches slants and, and screens. I mean, he get, catches it short, catches it long. Catches in the red zone. I think he gets to eight touchdowns. I think he gets to 75 reception. Eclipses. Eclipses 1,000 yards. That's easy, number 16. To me, Demarius Thomas has some boom written on him this year. Not afraid of the hype. My number 16 is going to be Michael Crabtree. He's the only game in town. He's got a quarterback that does not have a broken back. He's been playing on his down years. Who'd you say? I, I was taking Krabby, selfies. Crabby. Okay. Uh, his down years, because they had a terrible running game in Oakland, okay? Whenever they had a good running game in Oakland, decent, he was he did well. Um, with a bad running game, they can devote their attention to the receivers. He's Anquan Bolden-like at this point in his career, mm. and that's what Joe Flacco likes. He loved him some Anquan Bolden. So, Crabby at 16. I don't know about it. Okay. I like him. I think he's going to be a wide receiver one. He's in my consideration. I for literally, 20. that is the end of wide receiver one. So, in what, all, in how, all dynasty four. Yeah. How are you saying? I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I mean, he's, he's going to be wide receiver one, but he's not in the top six. You got to go, love the situation Michael Crabtree's in. I just think he's at the point in his career where he has seen an athletic decline. Now, the situation is going to propel him right around the cusp of 20. I don't have him in mind, I don't think. Let me check. No. But I do like Michael Crabtree's situation. I like Joe Flacco. I just think they're going to throw the ball around a little bit. I think they're going to run the ball quite a bit. I don't see Crabtree. I think Crabtree's more than that 60 receptions, 900 yards. You can, you can almost write those down. In my defense, I did say wide receiver one, two, like on the or fence. Three. But I think he could finish as a one. And to <laughs> us, a one is 16. So I'll give you that. I think the... Collins Point and uh, Buck Allen, th- their progression is going to make people have to devote a little bit of attention to the run game. The John Harbaugh MO is to run the ball, pound the ball, be defensive-minded, let Joe Flacco get first downs, keep the chains moving. I think Crabtree's a part of that. I just don't think he's a huge part of that. I don't, I don't think he's a he's huge. a 75 or plus reception guy. I'm 17, correct, gentlemen? Yes. That's where we are at. Here's my throwing things for a loop. Love it. 
Yeah, I really do. I'll be mad if he's, if this person's in mine. I really do. I really do love it. And I, I think the potential's there for even higher. 17, Juju Smith-Schuster. Nah. Uh, I, knew, I, I knew you wouldn't like it. It's okay, though. All right. Ben Roethlisberger, swan song kind of year. Like I said in the quarterbacks episode, Antonio Brown, I still think he's going to be. We I had him at the top, just like everyone else. Doing A-B things. Doing A-B things, but there is potential to lose a little bit of his numbers to an emerging Juju Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster? Smith-Schuster? Schuster-Smith. J-S-S. Can we just, Doesn't matter. Can we just call him Jesus? J-J-S-S. Top J- 17. Jesus. Top 17 receiver. I like him. I like him a ton. When somebody does what he does as a rookie, which, by the way, was finished 19th in our league format, okay. so you're going to tell me he's not going to get better? Uh, he's going to get better. Yes. <laughs> he's going to get better. I moved him I up two like- spots from where he from where he finished, and that's, that's me being – Pessimistic, even though I love him, I it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year for the Pittsburgh. Offense. I just I he just had, okay. I just feel like I should be more excited about Juju, and I'm not. I think he's just he is what he showed. Nineteen, eh, all right. I, I'm not gonna kill you on that one. I, I just feel like I should be more excited about it. In two games, he had 336 yards. Just the potential of what he, he can do, and, and I get that. But any of his other games, like the best one, he had he had some other decent games around 100 and a touchdown. But he requires the targets to get there. How did he finish the season, Arms? Nine, uh, ten targets, nine receptions, 143 yards, and one touchdown. Two games before that, six for 114, no touchdowns. I, my thing is, he requires the targets, and that that means you're going to have to start looking away from Antonio Brown. Not necessarily. Antonio can't catch all five fifty yes, of, of Ben's targets. Yes, he can. It would it would never surprise me if someone's like Antonio Brown caught twenty five balls today. Everybody'd be like, okay, I can see that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll buy that. Yeah. Now I I think he's going to be fine. I don't have him in my top twenty. All right. Fair enough. My seventeen. I'm going to go Alshon, a, a guy I've always thought has elite talent, and he's just now. Kind of getting in rhythm. He he was hurt to start last year. He's always been hurt. Always been nicked up. If he stays healthy, he's an elite talent. Another six five guy is going to garner garner red zone targets. I think he's another eight touchdown guy. Eight plus touchdown guy. I have a cousin named Garner. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You got Ertz there. If anybody, if if it, the passing game goes through any receiving threat, it's through Ertz. But I think Alshon will get the target share from a healthy Carson Wentz to establish a top twenty, a top twenty receiving year in two thousand eighteen. He's done it before. He's still young. I love Alshon Jeffrey, with a full year under his belt already, a defending Super Bowl champion. He was a go-to. He is a go-to guy when Carson Wentz. Or Nick Foles was in trouble, they actually would look Alshon's way. He showed up big on late quarter drive or late half, late game drives. He was always catching the big, having the big catch. I think it comes his way a little bit more, a little, just a little bit more in 2018. He's able to climb into the top 20. My bad, I left him out. My only concern with Alshon is Nelson Aguilar. They literally finished 21st and 22nd. Their Their target share was within 15 or excuse me within 25 it was exactly 25 very digs thielen like yeah i mean to be they, quite they're right beside each other and i'm very with and, you i think Aguilar passes Aguilar is it, he's progressing Aguilar's is only getting better 
And Alshon, if the injuries keep nagging, that that chemistry starts going to the guy who's always on the field. Never heard of those nagging injuries. Nagging. I said nagging. Come on now. <laughs> but I, I I'm a huge Alshon fan. Return Love Alshon. A healthy Alshon. A healthy Alshon is a healthy Alshon. Healthy Alshon is a great Alshon. He's a great wide receiver. Personally, I've kept him out. He's knocking on the door. You know, I, I could enough. I could easily see him finishing in the top fifteen. Just not for me. As Lewis Griffin would say, he's knocking on the back door. <laughs> Should I let him in? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Lewis. All right, so. 17 for me? 17 for arms. You heard it there, straight from the horse's mouth, the guns, 90, the gun show. 90 catches, 900 yards. Absolutely. Over and over and over and over again. His name's Golden Tate, and he's going to do it again. Man. It's about time we talked about a Detroit receiver. Man. With as I, much I, as we love Matthew Stafford. Listen, I'm just going to add – I'll add a little tidbit at the end, but he's my he's my, he's my my 19. So, I'm with you. I mean, Tate's just – he's very consistent. Somebody's got to be consistent with how good Matthew Stafford is. And his 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 security blank is Golden Tate. It's another Thielen dig situation yeah. between him and Marvin Jones. You could toss him up. What Marvin Jones out might outplay and out target and out outscore Golden Tate, but I wouldn't bake on it because of the consistency of Golden. Golden Tate is the high reception guy, not the yep. high yardage yep. guy. I like high reception guys because they can always take another leap forward. In yardage, I like 90-plus reception. That's what Golden Tate gives you year in, year out. And very similar to uh, Alshon and uh, Aguilar. Finished uh, 12 and 13, right yeah. right beside each other. Yeah. So, Golden Tate, he's, he's there at 19 for me, We're just like 18. Arms was just saying. We're on 18. But We're on okay. 18, guys. It's cool. Sorry, my bad. 18. Golden, Golden Tate. <laughs> Golden Tate. The reason I knocked him down, because he finished 12th in our league format. And uh, admittedly, these guys got me drinking some Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's why I lost track of the numbers there. It came out. I'm going to get fired by our producers tomorrow. (laughs) But Golden Tate, I would like to put him higher, but I believe in Kenny Galladay as being a guy who, you know, comes into his own. Kenny the Snake Galladay. Yes, I believe he comes into his own a little bit, and I don't think that hurts Golden Tate much. Golden Tate's a target monster. He's a PPR gold dime. I love Golden Tate. I just knocked him down a little bit because I think it's going to be a three-headed beast uh, there in Detroit with Marvin, Tate, and Galladay. I like all three a ton. I love, love Galladay. And, and I, we're, I, I love him like Nit loves Miller Clyde. Exactly. Natty Light. Anyway. Well, hey, I trusted you that Golden Tate was your 19, and I was going with that, or I would have chimed in, because guess who's 18 for me? It's Golden Tate. What? Hey, write it down. Look at it. Golden Tate's my 18, too. Again, we're starting to see these three-headed re- monster receiving threats uh, within a receiving core, and I think Kenny Galladay is that that third head to the, to the uh, passing attack there. He's going to take red zone targets away from somebody. The guy is big, physical. But Golden Tate, again, just what I said with you, Arms, love the receptions, love the target share that Golden Tate gets. He, he is the first look for on most pass plays for Matthew Stafford. Stafford's going to throw uh, – he's going to approach 5,000 yards, usually in the 42 to 4,500 range. I think they get better in 2018. And part of it is Kenny Galladay. But, I'm not, again, it's just going to make Golden Tate better. I'm glad I didn't say anything whenever – you were talking about Marvin Jones, okay? I think uh, Galladay, whenever he starts taking targets away from somebody, it's not going to be Tate. I think it's it is be, going to be Jones. Yeah, Their games are very similar, 
and Galladay's better at it. Yeah, Gall- physically, physically better. And I'm not but saying right now he's a better receiver, but he's, he's a got physical, more type. physical talent, bigger guy, stronger guy, probably step faster. I think that if if we see anyone's production go down, it's it's going to be Jones, not Tate, and I, that's why I'm comfortable. Well, with Tate let me just spot. play a, a quick scenario. <clears throat> so, you're a football team, and you have Marvin Jones on the outside, Golden Tate in the slot, and T.J. Jones on the outside. You throw 25 balls a game. Let's say 17 of those get split up between Marvin and Golden because TJ's not getting but maybe three or four targets. Now, a year later, you got Marvin, Golden, Galladay, healthy on the outside. Stafford doesn't have to just look to the middle and the right side of the field anymore. He can go all the way through his progressions twice if he wants to and find one of those guys open. Marvin Jones is still good. They're, they're, he's still going to get targets. I'm just – there's – the math says that if Galladay's on the field and if he's as good as I think he is, he is going to leech a couple targets apiece from both of them. Yeah. Just what just, – just my thoughts. Just the last thing on the Detroit passing game, receiving core. This is my perfect receiving core whenever you write down what you want out of the three receivers. You want the athletic deep threat. That's Marvin Jones. You want the shifty, quick, and fast, can take the top off slot receiver. That's Golden Tate. And you have to have a physical outlet. And that, I believe, can be Kenny Galladay. This is a good receiving core. It's going to be a good team. And just to give them a little credit, they've established the, they've addressed the running game. Could be a scary, a very scary offense in Detroit. It depends on how carry on Johnson progresses. If, if completely he, depends on him. If he does what? Yeah, Blunt. I, I, I like Blunt. That, that's what I was saying. I, I actually underrated. Like, Blunt, that's what I say. I say Blunt's an upgrade. And True. if carry on Johnson is a nice, if they become a nice one-two punch to each other, that they could play that running back by committee. I mean, they, and then you toss in uh, the the third down specialist back there. Theo. Theo. Theo Reddick is gonna. He's gonna grab some some receptions here and there. They they got a good combination of receivers and 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 running backs there in Detroit. Look for them to make a little bit of noise in, in the north there. My where are we at? Nineteen. Nine to nineteen. Guess who no, I worked we're, in? We're, just, we're still at eighteen. No. You just did eighteen. You're eighteen. No. No, we're hundred percent. We're on nineteen. Definitely nineteen. One hundred percent not. <laughs> yes. We're I was argue I on was the seven, air, but seventeen with Golden Tate. Eighteen we were with 18. Golden Tate. Tate, you're 18. 18 with Golden Tate. Oh, so uh, am I starting with 18? I'm, I'm an 18 then. Hell. I think he's already talked about this guy. We'll let him go. Kenny Stills? Ken, no. Kenny Stills is my 18. Did we skip him in a round? You did. No, you guys started it. You you talked about Tate, and I, I went back. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go, here we go. We uh, should edit that out. It's not going to happen. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. No, we're not. <laughs> we're editing. not going to edit it. I, I, I enjoyed mean, that. Listen, we can drink on this show every once in a while. I enjoyed the confusion on Obsess. Like, I'm like, 19? I'm not 19. We're celebrating the new studio. We can drink a little. Yeah. All yeah, right. Talk about Kenny Steels. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Steels. All right. Productive whenever you got on the field last year, right? With Whenever he got the targets, he did what he, he needed to do. This year, look for him to get the, some of the Jarvis Landry targets, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm expecting 80 receptions, 1,000 yards. He is their new number one. He's surpassing uh, Devontae Parker. We're talking about boom a lot in this top 20. 
There's boom potential in Kenny Stills. There is. There's also bust potential in Kenny Stills. In my eyes, not a safe top 20 pick. I think he's more of a wide receiver three. That's where you take your chance on I Kenny agree. on Kenny Stills. But I, he has he has the upside to be in the 20 on that offense but the theme without of this, Landry. Yeah, the theme of this is projecting 2018 numbers. If you believe in him, go get him. Absolutely. If, if you're a listener, you believe in Kenny Stills, go get him. I'm just not a Ryan Tannehill fan. I'm not really a Kenny Stills fan. He I fin- think there's he, other I like options. But I last mean, year he finishes 26 with Jarvis Landry taking 150 targets. Yeah, I'm definitely not arguing it. I don't love it, but I don't disagree with it either. I think Stills could easily be a top 20 wide receiver. I'm leaving him out only because there's guys I like more. He's, he's he was never, Ryan Tannehill's number three receiver. He's, Come on. he's always – but that there's there's where I was going with it. He's always been like a number two, number three. Can he take the pressure of a number one? Can he beat elite corners in this league? That is a question. That, I'm going to say no. That, that's I'm going to say the no. only concern. And, and I would stay away from Kenny Stills as a wide receiver too. I think he's going to get force-fed is the problem. I, I think that a little human centipede action. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, Tannehill's going to shove crap down his throat, and, and he's going to get you know he's going to get eighty receptions. I mean, our drinks are kicking in. Uh, oh, good lord, that uh, was out of nowhere. So let's go to twenty. Uh, <laughs> nineteen, nine, Mark. Hit nineteen, start, Jeremy. Let's get right to it before anybody remembers what I just said. Number twenty. I'm excited about. They this can one. rewind. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Cup. I love me some Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. As a rookie, finished 25th in our league format. I know they've added Brandon Cooks. They, they have more people to throw to. This is not a safe pick for me at all because of the Brandon Cooks addition. But Brandon Cooks, to me, is a slightly better Sammy Watkins. Okay. I just don't buy him as a high-volume receiver. I think he's going to help that offense out a ton. But I think Cooper Cup's development hurts Robert Woods more than it does anyone else. But that's actually what I was going to say from a, a game development standpoint and a game style standpoint. He he's yeah. more he's more Robert Woods than he is Brandon Cooks. But hey, this offense doesn't even need a tight end. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks. I don't don't even put put uh, Gurley out there at tight end when you're not doing a running play because your best your best bet on the field is Gurley Cup Cooks. And Woods. And I love Cup. He's going to be the middleman. Jared Goff has never really struck us as a deep ball kind of guy. And uh, I think Cooper Cup benefits from Brandon Cooks leaving him wide open in the middle of the field and in the soft spots. I it, love it, Cooper Cup. And I'm sure. not a Brandon Cooks fan, but you have to account for him. Oh, yeah. Because he can take the top right off your defense easily. Quickly. Yeah. Chews up yardage. Yeah, it, Chews the ball snap. In he a is blink. chewing up yardage. Yeah, he I can mean, take the getting top. getting 40 yards down the field in, in a hurry, and that leaves the middle of the field a little more open or the other side of the field a little and more open. And as we said with three-headed monsters, this is a four-headed monster once you figure in Gurley. I mean, you have to account everyone. For the pass catch. It, it, you know, it, in the receiving game, you've got to account for everybody. You can't just – you're not putting a linebacker on Todd Gurley. You're bringing a safety up to help shadow him. That's going to be a tough, tough, tough offense to defend in 2008. You say there's no tight ends. They actually have talent at tight end, too. And yeah, Ty- they Tyler do. Higby's new slouch, Gerald Everett, is a developmental prospect, more of an elite athlete than he is elite blocker. Hey, Barker. Yes? I know our fans can't see this, but with the way he's got his, uh, his spit shield up, does he look like Wilson from, uh, from Home Improvement? <laughs> 
You can take a picture. Oh, man. All right. Hey, number 19, we'll talk about him a whole lot. It's Stefan Diggs. We've already had on him a little bit. This is my first teammate of someone else in my top Did 20. Did you say 19? Yeah, we're on 19, guys. I just did 20 at Cup, didn't I? I know no, you didn't. skipped somebody. It's fine, though. Dang I'm at Steph. We're, I'm, I'm keeping this on pace. We're at Ste- number 19, Stefan Diggs. He's my first teammate of another wide receiver in my top 20. I've already said it. I think Stefan Diggs is what he is. He's more of an 800-yard guy who's going to get in the end zone. He's going to catch 70 balls in 2018. There's going to be equal distribution between him and Thielen. I think with with it slightly shaded Thielen's way, Stefan Diggs, top 20 easy, has some boom potential, but I expect Adam Thielen to be much higher than, than I think Diggs. he's the better athlete between him and Thielen. No, no question. Uh, I don't but think he's about not that. the better receiver. He, yeah, he's not as natural of a pass catcher. I mean, he great hands, but it's just something about the security that uh, Adam Thielen provides. I, I heard someone talk, going off about that catch that he made in the NF- to get him to the NFC Championship was going to propel him to start him in 2018. Every it was res- a misplay by the safety. He caught a wide open pass and walked into the end zone. He didn't do anything necessarily special there except run down the field and catch a football. I don't think that's like a stardom moment, like a T.O. going across the middle, getting hit by two guys and bringing down a Steve Young pass to put him in the Super Bowl or to put him in the Super Bowl. I, I'm just not buying the hype on Stefan Diggs taking it to the next level. I think he just is what he is, a 70, 800, and six receiver. What Stefan Diggs did on that play is what basically 60 wide receivers in the NFL can do. Brandon Cooks does that. Doug Baldwin does You know what I mean? That. There's a ton yeah. of them that can do it. That was, as you said, a, a misplay. misplay. It, it is what it is. I mean, it, He didn't make a move. Yeah. He, so. he just called a football. Let's get off Correct. the hype over one play. Correct. Uh, he, a huge, I feel like a huge, coward. A huge mistake that uh, they got was it Marcus Williams. Marquis? Mar- I don't know. I think it's Marcus yeah, Williams. Is it, yeah, it's a, it a just a bad play by uh, Marcus a, Williams. A, a solid safety, yeah. you know, solid rookie safety got him just, just absolutely beat up uh, for a few weeks. But, yeah. So, my 19, the old man, Larry Fitzgerald. Finally cracks into his top 20. As <laughs> I, I would love to have Fitz higher, but he's going to be 35 this year. I mean, the dude's probably getting ready to have grandkids. He's getting his AARP. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'm 37. That. Thanks, he's, he's bro. He's getting his AARP card. I mean, yeah. he's he's up there in age, guys. I mean, if he plays a couple more seasons, he might have a kid in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, have... let's just be real. He He's great, and he's been consistently great. Guy takes care of his body. He does. Though. And from a – he's – he teaches young NFL receivers how to be better NFL receivers. Yeah. He's trying to teach people how to take his job, and no one's been able to do it yet. Yeah, In my eyes, though, he's 34 and going on 28. The guy takes care of himself. He doesn't do anything, no baggage whatsoever. He's just the model NFL wide receiver. I mean, I mean he's Jerry Rice-like. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's be perfectly honest. He's had the career of a Jerry Rice and, and the off-field. The let's off-field not get carried career. away. I mean... No, I, I mean he—he's approaching Jerry, that. Jerry Rice had is. You goat. said I mean, you now. said Josh Gordon was a Hall of Famer. I could no, say I said Larry he had Fitz, Hall of Fame talent. I could say Larry Fitzgerald is approaching a Jerry Rice career. That's all I'm saying. But I'm glad you have him down a little. I had him at ten. I still believe in Larry Fitzgerald. The other thing about him, I'm glad you t- you threw him down there. Got to mention Christian Kirk. The guy's a legit threat coming into the league. He's the one rookie that I could see absolutely going off. 
when I say going off like approaching a thousand yards. I like Calvin Ridley also, but but I, I think Christian Kirk is there and could take some target share away from the all time great Larry Fitzgerald. I, I tend to agree with you there, and. and- a healthy David Johnson back is only going to make people have to defend the run, defend the pass out of the backfield. Bingo. Do you have a 20 at Barker? I do, and I want to thank everybody for sticking with us through this attempt at us being beer-fueled fantasy football. Ooh. Ooh. One of those podcasts out there that are they drink the whole time they're, they're recording, and, you know, that's what we're doing. We're beer-fueled tonight. Uh, so we're thanks for sticking with us. beer or coffee-fueled. Thanks for hanging out with my uh, – my mathematician-like accuracy on what number we're on. <laughs> My God, don't ever bring me alcohol again. So anyways, I do. I have these guys listed 1 through 20. But uh, when I look at the paper, I see whatever my uh, beer-fueled eyes want me to see. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, I, I getting, drew a 27 in there. Are we paid by Beer Fuel Fantasy Football to I advertise for them? I don't Can know. you stop I saying their name? That. Hey, we just throw out some love every now Would and again. Would you round off your top 20 already? Yeah, for the love of God, can I just Fine. crucify what you're about to say? Fine. Let me let me ignore the alcohol and spit some straight fire at you, okay? Okay. Bring so, it. Okay. There was this guy that got drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Never did a gosh darn thing. We're talking one reception in 2014, two receptions in 2015, and his rookie year he had 17 catches. It's the Buffalo Bills. That's what Kelvin Benjamin's probably going to do this year. A little over exaggeration, but so he he walks into the problem into, is the Buffalo Bills is where the, pro- you're going the, with this? the problem's always the Buffalo Bills with receivers. So okay. this guy walks into San Francisco and has himself a fantastic fifth year in the league. Why? Because he got away from the Bills. He doesn't Why? have Tyrod Taylor throwing in the ball because he played with Jimmy Garoppolo and this kid, Marquise Goodwin. Is going to ball fast, out fast. Like, did you I, see? I believe national him. champion 100 meter dash fast. Like, I know Richard Sherman is a step whatever. slower now. There's a reason he's on another team, but I still think he's good. Marquise, yeah. Marquise Goodwin is roasting him, roasting him right now in training camp. Go look at the highlight. He beat him by 10 yards, didn't make him slip. Sherman tried to hang, he couldn't. Marquise Goodwin is going to absolutely ball out. Garoppolo loves him. And if Garoppolo loves him, he's going to make Marquise his Kiara Mia. And he is going to bang it to him all night long. Inside, outside presence, too. Were you, were you expecting? <laughs> I'll give you some love on that one. Nice, nice. Banging it out. All right. Hey, I, I inside, outside. Love that. But I'm going to go the other way. I'm glad you mentioned San Francisco wide receiver. I'm going to take a guy who's been kind of banged up, but he had 40 receptions last year, 600 yards in just eight games, Pierre Garçon. I think Pierre Garçon's going to come back, find some chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo. i got to show you my paper. I'm glad we're on the same page. Different receivers, same team. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make one of these guys fantasy relevant, and I do believe my my money's on Pierre Garçon because he's done it before. He's a security blanket, big guy, and can be a, a red zone target. That's that's my only difference. I love, love the physical, the athletic attributes of a Marquise Goodwin, but also love the stability of a Pierre Garçon. So take your flip a coin on San Francisco. Someone's gonna catch the ball there. I I like where both of you are at. I still believe the target monster in San Fran's gonna be Trent Taylor. Ooh. 
All right. Can you throw he, him he, in at 20? He's not my 20. <laughs> Darn it. He's not my 20. That, that would be very odd for us to have three San Fran receivers. Three different one. San Fran, yeah. It's Corey freaking Davis. Corey freaking Davis. He was in He was in considerations. I'm right. glad you put him in there. So Me, me too. Do I have any stats to back up Corey Davis? No. no. I have athletic ability to back up Corey Davis. He's mm-hmm. going to be the number one a year, an actual whole year with an actual training camp to jail with his quarterback. That goes a long way in, in production. I mean, towards the end of the year, he had a few decent games, nothing to, you know, to just blow, blow your mind or anything like that. But Davis is going to be fine. I'm not putting him, I'm not ready to elevate him to that top 10 number, but. 20 i'm comfortable addressing him at, at, yeah putting him at the 20 spot and with up you know with 1200 yard potential but yeah to be realistic it's called 950 yards and five touchdowns i i, I gotta say i don't like it and it's not it doesn't have a whole lot to do with Corey davis i, I never bought into the Corey davis hype coming out of the mac and and, and what he did at western you didn't. Michigan. i remember this i i was not a Corey davis numbers guy i kind of played it off in our fantasy draft a little bit like i was that was a smoke did you, screen didn't you draft him <laughs> no it was a smoke screen from mike williams but getting back to Corey davis my problem is marcus mariota as a tennessee titans fan don't like where mariota's gone with his career don't like that Vrabel's there and that they're going to try to establish this outside zone run. They're going to try to pound the ball. We know that. They're going to try to pound the ball in, in Tennessee. Corey Davis has to get the ball outside. I don't know that Marcus Mariota can do that on a consistent basis. I see him as a viable wide receiver three. If you're throwing him in top 20, that means he's a wide receiver two. Just don't see that leap this year, and it's more on Mariota than it is Corey Davis. And you're absolutely right, because there's a reason Deion Lewis is there with Derrick Henry. They're going to run a lot. The guts out of both of them. You're, yep. you're going to see both guys. I, I think you could have both guys easily 200-plus attempts. Yep. I mean, that's 400, 400 attempts. And, and I think Mariota's going to have 80 to 100 attempts. He'll, he'll have to run the ball. Oh, I think that. they want him to. I, I think it's going to be it's going to be one heck of a – that's why ball they, control offense to watch. We're going back to the Lindell White and was it Chris Johnson era? Yeah, good, bit. good times. Ton, ton of carries for both of them and two one thousand yard backs with a fantasy relevance. I, I just like Corey Davis's his Indeed. athletic his ability. I, I mean, do too. his talent I do too. his talent is up there with the top ten guys. I just you are right. I, I do have concerns about his quarterback, but I think the the talent, the ability to separate, the ability to get open. It's going to show this year, and uh, with the full season to uh, build the chemistry, Corey Davis will be all right. I, I'm not going to take anything away. Opposite of what Diggs did, everyone's buying into the Diggs thing. I think Corey, I think Corey Davis did have a little showing out party against the Patriots. He's the only thing, only person that did anybody in the playoff game against the Patriots. Had a couple nice catches, touchdown. I think that was a little bit of showing off of what might be to come. I just don't think it's wide receiver two potential quite yet all right well that wraps it up brain yes it does Hmm. thank you guys seriously we appreciate it most (laughs) fantasy football episodes and most fantasy football podcasts try to keep it somewhat profesh now now we've always joked around we're not that worried about profesh there but we would like to give you the numbers correctly but it didn't happen this time we're gonna have to live with it thanks for living with it as well we let's all uh, let's sign off. Have about seventeen more drinks, and uh, see how close of friends we really are. 
Well, I'm close enough to go home and uh, go to Florida in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, that's no fun. All right. Thanks, guys. Bark is a little bit buzzed and out. Good night. And I'll tell you one more time. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.